Annie, that witch next door, and welcome to Moonday Musings, a mini astrocast every Monday where we take inspiration and dive into the upcoming energy of the cosmos. Hi, neighbor. Happy Monday. Happy Monday. Welcome to another episode of Moonday Musings. If you haven't been here before, hi. I'm Danny, and I'm going to be your cosmic guide for the week. If you have been here before, hello, and I'm so happy to see you again. I am so excited that October is here. Oh my God, I am such an October baby. Yes, it's my birthday month, but I really think that even if it wasn't my birthday month, I would like want my birthday to be in October. I'd be so sad that it wasn't in October. (laughs) This is my favorite month of the year. This is my favorite time of the year. Um, but a very close second favorite really is all the, the next several next few months to come. I love this time of year. This just really marks the beginning of it. I'm actually getting ready to go out of town this week. I'm going to go up to the mountains here in Colorado. I'm going to go up to a town called Breckenridge. Um, if you've never been to Breckenridge, it's just this adorable little mountain town that um, I feel like everybody kind of has their favorites. And that has definitely been a long time uh, family favorite for, for our family. And so my mom and my sister, my daughter and I are all going to go have a little girls trip at the end of this week. Actually, we're not even going over the weekend, which I love because we're kind of extending the weekend that way. That's the best way to do it. Don't you think? Um, so yeah, so we'll be up there this week to see all the leaves finally changing colors. And it is just the best, most beautiful drive ever this time of year. It's not too hot. It's not too cold. All you need is a light jacket. Name that movie. (laughs) I hope a bunch of you just really appreciated that Miss Congeniality (laughs) reference. All right, to start your week off. All right. Well, let's get into the moon scope for the week. So this is for the week of uh, today, Monday, October 3rd. Happy Mean Girls Day, by the way. Um, I am such a huge Mean Girls fan. No shame. (laughs) I don't care at all. I love that movie. Um, So if you don't know that it's Mean Girls Day, you can look it up and find a lot of really funny memes. Um, All right. So, well, you might not find them funny if you don't like Mean Girls, but if you do, you'll probably have a laugh. (laughs) So this is for today, Monday, October 3rd through Sunday, October 9th. And we are starting out this week with the moon in Capricorn. Then we're going to be heading into Aquarius, then into Pisces. And we are rounding out the week with the moon in Aries because this week is the full moon in Aries. So sorry, I thought I was already turned to my page. Here we go. Um, Okay, so full moon in Aries is this coming Sunday on October 9th. That's going to be at 2.54 p.m. Mountain Time. And this is occurring at 16 degrees of Aries. So just a refresher, a full moon takes place when the moon and the sun are opposite one another from a geocentric standpoint, from an earth perspective. And this is why the sun illuminates the face of the moon and we get to see it in its big, full, beautiful glory. And um, this means that the moon will be at 16 degrees of Aries and the sun will be at 16 degrees of Libra. 
Okay, so you really, really want to make sure that you take into consideration where the sun is, um, in my opinion, to really get the most out of your full moon magic, especially when it comes to just setting those full moon intentions. That's, in my opinion, that's the best time to take the, for full moon magic, that's the best time to take the sun Uh, the sun's placement and energy into consideration is when you're kind of casting your intentions for how you want to spend your time during that full moon, Um, what you are hoping will be illuminated for you. Uh, That's really what you're going to learn from the sun placement at that time. Now, we've got a lot going on in October. Um, And we have a lot going on this week, honestly, just this very first week. But namely one of the biggest kind of astrological happenings in October is the amount of planets that will now be stationing direct. So I know myself and many of my other fellow astrologers, we've been beating you over the head with this retrograde information. (laughs) We've all been getting pelted by the retrograde energy a little bit, right? Um, We have a lot of planets stationing direct throughout the month, but also just a lot of them actually take place this week in particular. So yesterday on October 2nd, on Sunday, Mercury stationed direct in Virgo. Okay, so Mercury retrograde is over, over, over. <laughs> um, but we are in that post-retrograde shadow period. Put a pin in that. I'll explain that in one second, a little bit further. Um, then on October 5th, Wednesday this week, we have asteroid Vesta stationing direct in Aquarius. And then on Saturday, October 8th, we have Pluto finally stationing direct in Capricorn. Okay. Now, you may have heard of this pre and post retrograde shadow period before, but very likely you've only heard it in regards to um, Mercury retrograde specifically. All planets have a retrograde shadow period before and after the actual retrograde. Um, This is essentially that time of the planet almost standing still, if you will, while it's getting ready to shift its its motion. So the pre-retrograde shadow period takes place when the planet appears still while it's getting ready to start moving backwards. And then uh, the post-retrograde shadow period takes place when the planet appears to be still right before it starts its forward motion again. And just as a reminder, or if you've never heard before, this retrograde motion, the backward and forward motion, is an optical illusion that we see here on Earth. It does not physically happen in the sky. The planets do not start physically going backward. But we interpret this optical illusion as astrologers and in the practice and study of astrology. And we have um, since ancient astrology has been studied in practice. So um, the way that we interpret retrogrades, which I already have a little retrogrades 101 on a previous Moonday Musings, if you want to take a look at that. Um, but just as a very brief, brief 
uh, review, you know, retrograde is a time for that. It's for review, reflection, re-examination, and therefore a lot of reconstruction, redefinition. There's a lot of rebirth and transformation that we really owe to retrograde periods because we allowed ourselves to slow down to that stillness, come to a pause, maybe even come to a full stop, and then maybe even let ourselves retrace some of our steps and go backwards a little bit. That's the purpose of a retrograde period. And then because we did a lot of that kind of backwards movement, right? That's that post retrograde shadow period. We have to recover all that ground we walked backwards over to get back to our starting point again. And essentially, um, we're going to feel, uh, either confronted with or surrounded by or just connected to those same themes that have been kind of coming to us over and over again throughout this particular retrograde period. Again, this entire concept can be applied to any planet any planet's retrograde cycle. We just most often hear about this and get educated about this through the Mercury retrograde lens because it goes retrograde so often. And that's why it's a great planet to learn about and really learn to work with, really learn to work into that retrograde energy. It's kind of like... um how I've recommended before why the moon is so beneficial for tracking because it moves through the entire zodiac. It traverses the entire wheel every single lunar month. And so it's a great placement to be working with, especially when you're learning astrology and you're wanting to kind of learn to work through um, a, you know, a placement's revolutions and cycles and patterns as it traverses through all the signs. The moon is a great placement for that because we get so much practice because it moves so quickly. The same exact concept applies to Mercury and especially when it comes to retrogrades. It retrogrades pretty often and um, Pluto actually does as well. That would be another that's just going to be longer retrograde periods. So Mercury is a really good planet to learn about and understand what a shorter, short-term retrograde cycle kind of looks like. And then you can compare and contrast that with some Pluto work because Pluto retrogrades pretty often. Um, Mostly it it retrogrades for a very long period of time. And um, so we, we get that energy. We can tap into that energy pretty easily, pretty frequently. Um, several times throughout the year. So uh, these those, those are just kind of my recommendations for anyone that is ready to let go of like the rumors and the fears around retrograde energy and what they really are for and their purpose for them. The reason you're probably like, Danny, if all the planets are stationing direct this month, why would I want to take the time now all of a sudden to learn about this? A retrograde energy and leaning into it. Well, for several reasons. Number one, Mercury is already going to go retrograde again, not very long from now. <laughs> um, and number two, we still have plenty of planets that are stationed uh, or that are in their retrograde cycle uh, right now. And maybe most important of all, I really believe that one of the best ways, if not the best way to really tap into and harness and appreciate a planet's direct or forward motion is by anchoring into the retrograde cycles. I think that it's kind of like the, 
the more effective starting point, start at the retrograde and move forward from there. Um, because there was a lot, a lot of information and data collected during that reflection period, right? During that retrograde, there was a lot of review. You had to visit things over and over again. Um, what better time to kind of slingshot yourself forward than really understanding that for yourself at length so that you can really feel prepared, informed, recharged, rejuvenated to move forward as your best self. Um, And my best recommendation for doing that is to work with each individual planet. So to take a look at which planets are retrograde, I posted a really handy little graphic on my Instagram, actually, if you um, didn't already see that in my email when I sent it out last month. It's on my Instagram page right now if you want to go snag it. It's a great little handy chart of the retrograde cycles for the rest of the year through the end of 2022. So really, really handy. And all I would recommend is going into each individual planet and doing a little bit of study, a little lookup. What is Mercury? What is Saturn? What is Jupiter, right? Um, Kind of understand the energy of the the sign that they're in. And then you can start to apply that information to your life. Okay, what is Jupiter retrograde in Aries? Like, really, what has that looked like for me so far? Now that I've kind of refreshed myself on what Jupiter is, what Aries is, and now that Danny helped refresh me on what a retrograde cycle is. Okay. So that's my best recommendation. Um, I'm very, very excited for this full moon in Aries this week. I think that this is really going to set off that direct motion that we are going to experience so much in October from so many of these planets stationing forward again. Um, I really think that Aries kind of is a nice flash of light, a nice flash of fire and fuel that maybe many of us have been kind of needing, like a little bit of fire in our pants. Um, So I'm really, really looking forward to this full moon in Aries. And that is why our numinous card for today is the Aries card. Okay, so bearing in mind that you want to still reflect on some Libra energy for yourself, right? Because you want to kind of feel refreshed in what energy the sun is in currently that's going to be illuminating this full moon. So you can check out, um, especially like the the Libra pep talk uh, from last week. That would be a great one to refresh yourself on some Libra energy. And then when you're ready, let's like run full speed into Aries because that's exactly what Aries would want. (laughs) So if you got your cosmic quickie email for today, You can take a look at the imagery, the artwork on this card. I love the Aries artwork on in this deck. Oh my God. So I'm using the Numinous Astro deck. The Aries card is this person with long hair, really cool sunglasses on, a heart tattooed right at the center of her chest, ram's horns coming out of the top and back of her head. And there's like, a sports car racing at the front. She's got cool tattoos on her arm. And like, this is so quintessential. Aviator sunglasses with a leather jacket, just barely like draped over one shoulder with like the finger hook. You know what I mean? I don't know about you, but like I practiced that when I was a kid because I remember seeing people do that in shows and I was like, that's so cool. (laughs) 
<laughs> Aries is definitely very cool energy. I will definitely say that. Very badass energy for sure. Great, great, great energy for tapping into your inner warrior, your inner badass. So let's hear what the Numinous deck has to say about Aries for us today. Of course, Aries is the first sign of the Zodiac. Competition is to Aries what the desert is to sand. Both reason for being and the landscape that feels the most like home. The urge to be first is also what fuels the Aries itching impatience, the cardinal quality of the fire element burning through each new challenge, like rocket fuel on a mission to Mars. Aries is a hot rod engine growling with desire, and an innocent crocus shoot poking its head through virgin earth on the first day of spring. The Aries me-first attitude can come off as selfishness, Reframed as a passion for living life to the fullest, it becomes an inspiration. The Aries leadership qualities are legendary, although a tendency toward burnout means missions mapped are often left undone. Motivation comes and goes, boredom always on the horizon. Aries needs a willing troop of foot soldiers to manifest the big vision, and with the charisma of a gleaming gladiator in the ring, there is usually no shortage of takers. Do not try to coach or contain Aries. This sign already knows what's best for it. Frustration is having to wait for others to catch up. Discernment, the function of a deeply embodied decisiveness. The road ahead is a sun-scorched highway, straight and direct, with no speed limit, since rules and regulations make little sense to Aries especially when they may impede on rapid progress toward the attainment of each glittering new goal. Movement is essential for Aries, physical, mental, and emotional. Stuck energy leads swiftly to dis-ease, and the Aries speedster has no space for excess baggage. This sign is quick to drop that which no longer serves a purpose, but a little extra fat is where the juice of life lives. The moments of pause are where we get to savor the flavor. Learning to temper its tendency to push forward for forward motion's sake is the greatest challenge Aries faces, as well as the path to satisfying a seemingly unquenchable thirst. When you pull this card, Aries means it's time to push the pedal to the metal and move forward fast. There's no time to waste considering how your actions may impact others. The iron is hot and it's time to strike. Making mistakes and breaking things is part of this process. There's no shame in getting it wrong. This is how you learn to play harder, faster, stronger. The podium awaits. The gold medal has already been etched with your name. Go for it. Journal prompt. A bullet point list of all the things you want to do before you die. Ooh, bucket list exercise. How fun. So I think it's so fascinating that this card specifically brings up forward motion, not slowing down, but really also mentions this balance of um, why pause and moments of pausing and stopping is necessary, right? To savor, that's those are the moments we get to really savor the flavor of life. Um, pausing does not always automatically equal stagnation. I think that is a big Libra Aries lesson here because Libra helps us slow down and go with the flow and Aries really helps light our fuel and gets us to go, go, go. And I think that 
in the harmony and balance between these two signs on their axis during this full moon is helping you find the nuance for yourself, helping you find that sweet spot balance between lighting that fire under your tush to get you to do what you know you've been sleeping on and also knowing when it's time to strike, knowing when it's okay to pause, knowing when it's okay to stop, knowing when it's okay to rest and recharge and refuel. Aries, right? We can get into burnout really quick when we don't remember, oh, that's right. I'm a little speed car. I got to stop and get gas though. So I think that this is perfect. I think that, like I said, this Aries full moon is like the perfect tipping point, like starting point for all of these planets to start stationing direct this month. Um, Next year, as Ashley mentioned to us on our Libra new moon shadow chats episode, right? Um, Next year, 2023 is year of the chariot. And so this Aries full moon, these planets starting to station direct, though not all of them, right? Like we still got but plenty of retrograde the rest of the year. But um, I think this is a big sign that it's time to start. Like think about in the morning how like long it takes us to really like wake up and feel awake, awake. Sometimes you have to wiggle your toes, wiggle your fingers. Maybe you get on your phone for a second. Maybe you have a sip of water. Maybe you have to like get up and go to the bathroom. Maybe you have to get up and go put on the pot of coffee, right? We have all these little things that we do to slowly start waking ourselves up. That is the energy that this Aries full moon is instigating, I think. And um, I think that's what all of October is. I think this is a little kind of, okay, it's time to start like stretching and and wiggling and rolling out our shoulders and, and getting ready for the trip ahead because it's chariot year next year, baby. It's time to start really making sure we're, we're feeling prepared for the year ahead. Okay. All right, everybody. I hope that today's episode brought you some insight, brought you some inspiration, brought you some information maybe you didn't have before. Thank you so much for taking your time today with me today and every day. I appreciate every single last one of you neighbors in my witchy little neighborhood more than you know. I hope you have a wonderful week. I hope you have a magical Aries full moon and make sure you stay magical out there. much for listening to today's episode of Moonday Musings. If you want to support the show further, make sure to check out the show notes below for some of the awesome companies that I am an affiliate for. You can also leave a five-star rating and review on iTunes and Spotify now. And the best way really to support That Witch Podcast is to share the show online on your social media platforms or just tell a friend that you think would enjoy it. If you want more cosmic magic, you can definitely join us in that witch school, my magical monthly membership with tons of additional content and a private online community. And don't forget to subscribe to my email list for more forecasts, energy, journal prompts, specials, and to stay up to date with everything going on in the neighborhood.